Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our podcast. It is Thanksgiving weekend here on the show. I hope you got your fill of a good meal and family time and you were able to get in a little bit of shopping this weekend. That's what this piece is all about. We're going to hear tonight. It kind of dives into it. It is called Words to Live By, a really touching drama about the holidays, written by none other than James Napoli. He's here once again. Hi, everybody. Hello, podcast listeners and New Frequency cast and crew. Thank you for all your hard work. James is looking looking hearty and healthy after his Thanksgiving meal. Oh, yes. (laughs) I've I've loosened two notches on the belt. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about about this piece because it it centers around a woman going through some, some drama at the, at the holidays mm-hmm. and and they can be sensitive times for a lot absolutely. of people yeah it can be and you know so I want, I want to talk a little bit about sort of like where this idea came from and everything and it's so appropriate for this weekend where you know there is so much this weekend that kind of begins the holiday con- consumerism and we talk a lot about that in a lot of our pieces but you know I was struck once again in one of the James Napoli pieces there is a great there is a great supermarket location ah, yes. <laughs> and and I know that you, we have heard many supermarkets in the J- in the James Napoli pieces over the years what is it about supermarkets and your storytelling and how did it lead to this I'll well, see what you can't see uh, listeners <laughs> is that Matt has me on the couch right now. My therapist, (laughs) Matt Johnson. No, uh, it's funny because as we were prepping for this episode, it came to me that there's a reason there's so many supermarkets in my stories. I grew up in one, people. I uh, was raised in a family business. And so what happens in that sense when I'm working in the family business is there's always something going on. It's a radio or there's a the register up front has to communicate with the register in the back. Right. And all of these things keep me attuned to sounds and to uh, announcements, I guess, is mm-hmm. what you'd call them. Sure. So uh, as we all know, you go into markets every day, not just supermarkets, but all kinds of stores, and people's voices are crackling over the PA all the time right. with announcements. And we don't listen to them. We tune them out. So what came to me in writing this idea, which is also about grief and and the woman in the story is is getting over the loss of someone, is what if something really profound was being said over those (laughs) PAs and we were missing it all? Right. Well, yeah. Would anybody even hear it? Yeah. Right, exactly. So and, that's what we explore. Yeah, and that's where this that, that's where this piece sort of takes off as, as as a woman starts to to hear these voices in a supermarket, and it kind of takes her to it takes her to a larger journey. But I think also what 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 I love about this piece too is again what we talked about that you know at the holidays it, you know they, they 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 can be bittersweet you know for a lot of people, yeah. um, but it doesn't it do, doesn't mean that melancholy is a bad thing. And I think that's what I love about this piece is that is that she can. She goes to a sad place, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. And kudos to Matt Johnson here, the <laughs> creator and uh, 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 producer, yes, yes, I, I guess, of, yes. of New Frequency. Um, because one of the rewards of working with him, and I, I know every other New Frequency cast and crew member listening right now will agree with me, uh, he wasn't afraid to go there. You know, we wanted to do human stories about what it was like mm-hmm. to be alive. And so it was really fun to do a piece like this and your point is so well taken because there's nothing worse than coming out of a really powerful drama right and having someone cynically say well that was the feel good movie of the year you know yeah, right. that that depressed me it's like it doesn't depress you if it's good right if it's quality good storytelling that is human 
it's not depressing. Right. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, and we found that a lot in, in a lot of the holiday pieces. This piece is going to sort of launch an entire December of a lot of our holiday pieces. And I think you'll find that in a lot of the new frequency stuff that we tried to do. There, 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 there's humor, there's, there's bittersweet moments, and then, you know, characters always take a journey to the other, other side, usually feeling a little bit better at the end, but not necessarily over the top, not necessarily that Frank Capra right. kind of world. And I never, and I never wanted to, to go there, unless it was one of our broad comedies, which we'll hear some of those as well. Before we let everybody listen to this one, we definitely have to, to give huge kudos out to Victoria Wright, the star of this piece. This, I think, is the second time that I've had the honor of introducing mm-hmm. uh, with you a piece that she's in. And just her commitment as an actress, her her um, genuineness, that's not a word, I don't think, but <laughs> yeah. uh, so unaffected. She just yeah. plays such real people. It's just such a joy. Yeah, she really grounds herself in this role while there's a lot of sort of like wackiness going on around her, you know, you know, PA voices and quotes from famous authors and all these things, but she sort of grounds herself. And I think the thing that Victoria is able to do so well when she does these, these sort of, you know, monologue, these sort of monologue, you know, uh, radio dramas where she delivers a long voiceover mm-hmm. and stuff. Is she sort of able to be the voice of the audience so well? That's right. Like she she can be them, and you sort of go along with it with her. She's not presenting the story to you. She's not presenting her performance to you. You are going along with the you performance with of right. her, yep. and she's wonderful about being able to do this. And really shines in this one. As does everybody. So I say let's give it a listen. Let's do. Happy Thanksgiving once again. James, thanks for joining me on this one. You're welcome. Let's toss it out there. Keep listening to us all through the holidays. It's going to be a great season for you here at the New Frequency Program. This one is called Words to Live By. Enjoy. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful curiosity. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. It seems more and more this season is about the shopping. And shopping. And more shopping. But do you ever think about the messages you're receiving during all these consumer trips? Do you even hear them at all? Our first piece is about this exact subject. It's a quirky little shopping tale we call Words to Live By. Okay, lady. The cops will be here any minute. Don't try anything funny. I've got my eye on you. To understand this holiday season and why I'm standing in a shopping mall waiting for the police to come and arrest me, you have to go back to the holidays last year and where I was then. Oh, who am I? I'm Marilyn Fairbanks. Fairbanks is my married name, was my married name, well, still is my married... Oh, jeez, let me start over. Last year, I became a widow. Yes, I'm a bit young for that, but it was a May-December thing, and let's just say that Bill wasn't the May half. We had a good life together. He was the mayor of Shady Pines, a small but prosperous town in which I still reside. After Bill died, I was shocked to find that most of what I inherited was his massive debt. So I went from the mayor's house to a studio apartment. I also, for the first time in 15 years, did my own shopping. And that's where it all started, at the grocery store during the holidays. Miss Fairbanks, what a treat to see you in the supermarket. Yes. Oh, what can I do? 
How much is the ground chuck, Victor? Four twenty a pound. Uh huh. Let me have a pound of sliced bologna. Coming right up. When I look back on it, it was probably because I had not set foot in a supermarket in so long. It left me open to hearing things the rest of the busy shoppers couldn't be bothered with. So I will never forget it. I can tell you that the first time I heard that voice coming over the store's PA system. Attention, shoppers! Don't miss our bakery special today on delicious oatmeal cookies. Only two nineteen a dozen. And then the voice on the speaker said, "Not I. Not anyone else can travel that road for you. You must travel it for yourself, Walt Whitman." I was stunned. I stared into the glass case of chopped animal flesh and almost had to steady myself. Had a disembodied voice just added something profound to an announcement about a sale on cookies? I asked the butcher, "Excuse me, Victor." Uh, just weighing it out now, Miss Fairbanks. I'll have it for you in a jiff. No, 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 not the order. Did you just hear that? What? The announcement over the PA. Oh, that stuff. To tell you the truth, ma'am, I get so busy I tune it out. I, I can understand. Well, here you go, ma'am. And may I say, I am so sorry for your recent loss. Ah,、oh, yes, thank you, Victor. Happy holidays. The same to you, Victor. I wandered away, but I couldn't get the voice on the speaker out of my head. Those words of Walt Whitman's—they seemed to give me the comfort I needed as I walked this new road in the loss of my husband. Although I didn't have a lot of shopping to do, I found myself moving slowly through the aisles, and sure enough, the voice returned. Attention, sales associates. We need to clean up on aisle nine. Clean up aisle nine. We are healed of suffering only by experiencing it to the full. Marcel Proust. I couldn't believe it. Again, the words of wisdom hit home, and then I remembered. Clean up in aisle nine. Excuse me, young man. Yeah. You're doing the cleanup here in aisle nine. Yeah. So you heard the announcement over the PA. Oh、uh, yeah. About being healed of suffering. What? He said something after he called for the cleanup. Oh, maybe my brain stopped at cleanup aisle nine. Yes. Sorry to bother you. Whatever. Well, for a few moments as I finished my shopping, I thought I could forget it, but. As I stepped up to the checkout line, will the owner of a bright yellow Ford Focus please move it? You're blocking the shipping bay. The wisdom of life consists in the elimination of non-essentials. Then you tang. <sighs> I stared down at my shopping cart, so filled with non-essentials. I asked the cashier, "Who is that?" Who? The man making the announcements. Oh, that's Howard. He does that. Does he always add those little pearls of wisdom at the end? Is that what he's doing? I never really pay attention. As I slowly made my way out to my car and loaded my groceries, I knew I would have to come back to this supermarket soon, and I did often. It seemed that each time I got to the market, I had less and less things to buy. I was showing up just to hear that voice, just to be guided by what it had to say. These simple thoughts—they were helping me to heal, and like a patient who starts falling for her shrink. I was enraptured, and then some months later, I realized I was not the only one under Howard's spell. Two women stood at the salad bar, chatting aimlessly. I don't like the bacon bits; they get stuck in my teeth. Well, then skip a joke. Salad without bacon? Are you crazy? But at the sound of Howard's voice over the PA, attention, please. Oh shh! Oh, there he is. And we all listened intently to the next important in-store announcement. Would the store manager please report to the operations office? 
Life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. Emerson. Oh, dream boats! I feel faint. Ex excuse me. Oh, are you talking to us? Yes. You heard him. Oh, M.G. Joyce, someone else. He finally hears the world. But Tina and I thought we were the only ones. No, I hear him all the time. Can I ask, does it feel, does it feel like what he says is just what you've been thinking about? Yes. Oh, brother, we should start a support group. <gasps> I was kidding. Attention, shoppers. <laughs> Take advantage of our day-old but still fresh baked goods, all 50% off and located in the back of the store. Many a true word is spoken in jest. Old English proverb. OMG! Did you hear that? You said you were only joking. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Oh, I don't. I think we should do it. What? Start a support group. Mm -hmm. And so the Shady Pines chapter of Aphorisms Anonymous was born. Hi, my name is Joyce, and I'm addicted to Howard's voice in the supermarket. Hi, Hi Joyce. Joyce. Welcome. Welcome. And with each meeting, we recounted the profound effect our visits to the supermarket were having on us. And though we only talked amongst ourselves, it was as if we could hear Howard's voice in our meetings. In order to discover new lands, one must be willing to lose sight of the shore for a very long time. Oh, that is so true. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Oh, I am so down with that. Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. Preach it, Howard. But as the meetings wore on, I found myself less content to stand on the sidelines than my newfound friends. And one day I said, we've got to try and meet him. <gasps> meet him? What? Oh, no, 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 no. I like the mystery. Besides, uh -huh. Bettina and me are married. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband's been gone eight months now. Is, is that an acceptable mourning period? You know what, Marilyn? Go for it. Me and Joyce <laughs> were behind you all the way. <gasps> and that is exactly what Joyce and Bettina did. They, they hung back in the dry goods section as I worked my way towards the back of the store where the offices were. Uh, may I help you, ma'am? Oh, uh, I, I'm looking for the restroom? Uh, it's right down there. Third door to the right. Right. Thank you. I mean... I wouldn't want to stumble in anywhere I didn't belong. Oh, don't worry. You'd have to go all the way to the end of the hall and up the stairs to do that. And to tell you the truth, everything that goes on in those offices is really, really lame. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, I guess I'll just go pee. Uh, I'm out of here. Nothing like mentioning a female bodily function to a teenage boy to get them out of your hair. So, I made my way up the stairs, into the back offices slowly. I walked past a row of closed doors, praying none of them would open. And then, I saw it. Through the glass panes, the little PA system. And then, a man with a slip of paper stepped up to the microphone. And for the first time, I saw his lips moving as he spoke. I saw Howard! Attention, the owner of a burnt orange fee on the parking lot. You've left your lights on. And as I hoped, as I knew he would, he continued. Put your heart, mind, intellect, and soul into your smallest acts. This is the secret of success, Swami Sivananda. I, I swooned. I leaned against the wall in the hallway to steady myself. Howard was attractive enough, not like a movie star or those guys on Entourage, but once you have heard the beauty coming from within him, how could you see anything but a chiseled warrior god? I heaved a sigh, and I ran down the stairs, settling in the cereal aisle to catch my breath. Oh, God. Marilyn, what happened? I thought you saw him. What's he like, Marilyn? He's... Oh, he's ditchy. I knew it. No. I can't believe I did it. You totally rocked. You're a true pioneer of, of going to, to, to spy 
supermarket. Tonight, we get together, open a bottle of two-buck chuck, and go over every juicy detail, okay? Yes, great idea. You'll call us, right, Marilyn? <sighs> but I didn't call them. Not right away. Instead, I took Howard's advice. I put my heart, mind, and soul into the smallest of acts, which means I pretty much went a little nuts. I, I couldn't bring myself to follow Howard home. That just felt too much like a stalker, so I opted for stalker light, which means I parked in the back lot and watched for him. When I saw him get dropped off by his wife and kiss her goodbye, oh, my heart sank. I, I want to tell you here and now that I was willing to let it go after that. I really was. But then not long after, I was back in the supermarket, and there she was, Howard's wife pushing her shopping cart along and looking like she was in a very bad mood. And Howard's voice came over the speaker with more edge to it than ever before. We need a clean up on aisle four. Love is the triumph of imagination over intelligence. H.L. Minken. I saw Howard's wife scowl as he spoke. He was so furious he wasn't even waiting to make any announcements. Even on the most exalted throne in the world, you are still only sitting on your own bottom, Montaigne. Howard's wife dropped a jar of olives to the ground and returned disgust. Oh, looks like we need another cleanup. This one on aisle six. It is the province of knowledge to speak, and it is the privilege of wisdom to listen. Oliver Wendell Holmes. Howard's wife left her shopping cart right where it was and went storming out of the store. And the next two, three, four... Okay, I admit it. I parked outside the store for 20 days, okay? And not once did Howard get dropped off by his wife. Over the PA, his tone completely changed. There was... We don't know where we are. We don't know who we are. And... When the fight begins within himself, then a man is worth something. Plus... Forget the past. No one has ever become successful in the past. I couldn't take it anymore. This called for an emergency meeting of Aphorisms Anonymous. Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I am way too involved in this Howard thing. Hi, Marilyn! Oh, gals, what am I gonna do? Oh, you think him and his wife are on the outs? This could be your chance, Marilyn. Oh, your husband has been gone almost a year now. Besides, it's the holidays. Yeah, enjoy the season and all. It can't hurt to talk to him. You know, you're right. Once and for all, it's time he knew the effect he's having on me. I'm gonna go for it. Gonna fly now. And so I got up the next morning and sucked down a glass full of raw eggs. I had to build my stamina, my courage, my strength. I had to just go into that supermarket, walk right up to the first person I saw and demand to see Howard. And that is exactly what I did. Uh, he's not here. What? He doesn't work here anymore. What, what do you mean? Well, the supermarket got sold to a chain. They used their own big voiceover what? guy to announce the specials. Attention shoppers, bounty paper towels are the quicker picker-upper. Oh, we have a special in-store coupon for you this week only. Simply drop by the paper products aisle to get this exclusive deal. And thank you for shopping, make a deal. No, he's horrible. I don't know, I kind of like him. Where did he go? Where is Howard? I don't know if I should. You uh, spill it yeah. right now or I will knock the puberty right out of you. I heard he's playing Santa down at the mall. Don't hurt me. He's a mall Santa? What a come down. I'll save you, Howard. I raced to the shopping mall and bolted toward the back offices where they keep the microphones for announcements and such. It was the only thing I knew to do. Ho, ho, ho. Come up here on Santa's knee and tell me what you want for Christmas. Howard. 
Howard, can you hear me? Excuse me, lady, you cannot just barge in here and use the intercom system. This is for official mall announcements. You back off, Paul Blurt! Oh, that's not very nice. I'm calling security. Security! Howard, can you hear me? Just a minute, little girl. Santa has to listen to the voice on the speaker. I, I found this quote for you. It's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you will very often get it. Somerset Mom. I, I know you're unhappy, Howard, but don't settle for less. Not when there's more waiting for you. Okay, security is here, ma'am. Take her away, security. You're leaving now. No, 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 please let me talk to Howard. He's better than being a Santa. Howard! Okay, okay, hold on. Excuse me, Ken, the guy who's playing the mall Santa, please report to operation. Well, the guy who's playing the mall Santa? Way to destroy the illusion of hundreds of children, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. And Howard did come to talk to me. I give him credit for that. And I, I tried to explain what had been going on since I lost my husband. He was far more understanding than I had any right to expect. Oh, jeez. I can't believe you heard all that stuff I was saying. I figured everyone was tuning it out all this time. You're a very profound man, Howard. Profound? Mm. I have one of those page-a-day calendars on my desk. Each sheet has a famous quote, so I just flip to it and I read. What? Are you kidding me? No, that's the truth. But, but everything was so appropriate. Just pages selected at random. Well, what about the day you yelled at your wife? Oh, so you were there, huh? Yeah. It was just a fight. You guys are still together. Of course we are. I never saw her in the store again. Well, she got a new job across town. We needed extra money. Oh, God, I feel like such a... No, 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 look, look, look. I was the one spouting out all this stuff over a public address system, so I'm to blame, too. I, I think I was just you know, trying to test people, wake them up, see if they heard the voice in the wilderness. Oh, I heard it all right. So you lost your husband, huh? Yeah, a year ago. I, I thought I was doing okay. <clears throat> I don't know what I'd do if I lost my wife. I think all this, I allowed my... I miss him. I miss him a lot. You know, my wife, she gave me that page-a-day calendar last <laughs> holidays. It had a quote on the back of the box, which I, I never read in the store, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. You want to hear it? Oh, sure. Seldom, or perhaps never... Does a marriage develop into an individual relationship smoothly and without crisis? There is no coming to consciousness without pain. Carl Jung. You know what's crazy, Howard? What? You are everything I figured you'd be. I mean, maybe you were just reading from a calendar, but you are everything I imagined. Your wife is a very lucky woman. And your husband was a lucky man too, I bet. And maybe. Someday, in time, somebody else will be. Listen, you may, you may put in a word with security. I mean, they called the cops. They want to press charges against you. You know what? No. A little stint in the hoose cow will do me wonders. I figure I should take some responsibility for what I've done. Happy holidays, Marilyn. Happy holidays, Howard. I gotta get me one of them calendars. Available wherever books are sold. So long. And that brings me back to where this crazy story all began. I did spend the night in jail, paid a fine too. And yes, I did buy one of those calendars as a present to myself. And darned if the first page I flipped to didn't have a quote by a woman named Hannah Moore. 
that made an awful lot of sense. Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. Signing off in three, two, one.